When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, a three-run home run for Bellinger. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Our job is not to babysit somebody. The Rich Eisen Show. Just get him out. Doc deserves better. So does MB. Today's guests. Co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. Purdue wide receiver, David Bell. Senior NBA insider for The Athletic, Sham Sharania. Creator and star of HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay. okay. We got ourselves a three-hour okay. show, don't we? Okay. Oh, yes, what an open. That's what an open. Right. We're pleased to be here in Los Angeles, California for you. Next three hours, I wouldn't move. Uh, and hour number three, Larry David's going to be walking in through that door. The creator and star and writer and essence of Curb Your Enthusiasm, season 11. And it is as good as ever. It returns on Sunday night. And Larry returns to our studio. And wait till you hear what, apparently, I've been told, what he wants uh, to do um, uh, to the sport of football and with the sport of football. That's coming up in hour I'm number in. three, top of that. our I'm third in. hour, <laughs> all third hour, Larry David. Don't you dare move. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you? You know, Rich, I've been better. It's all right. Um, it's okay. But we're still, we're still alive. We're still playing still games. Alive. So, we're you know, we'll just get back after it this afternoon. And then, uh, so you're playing for the Red Sox now? Yeah, I'm, I'm pitching tonight, actually. Well, yeah. well I mean, I'm they might need tonight, you to relieve. Yeah. Yeah, you I'm never know. Tonight, yeah. they, they might need your arm. Yeah. Uh, Del Tufo's in his spot, and TJ Jefferson, good to see you here on this good Wednesday on the hey, Rich Eisen Rich, Show. You I'm doing better, man, for, for being here. We just love in-studio guests, certainly when they're Larry David. And uh, Michael Smith, a brother from another, is going to be first up. And then last on this show, we will take you to brother from another on NBC Sports on Peacock. We follow the Dan Patrick Show every day. Take you up until Michael Smith and Michael Holly on Brother from Another. Sham Sharania from The uh, Athletic is going to be joining us in the middle of our program after we give the uh, Gorilla Glue toughest player on planet Earth player uh, NIL deal uh, for this week to David Bell of the Purdue Boilermakers, who are now in the top 25 after handing Iowa its first loss of the season. David Bell with 240 yards receiving. He is the one game? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A Kinnick Stadium record, 240 yards receiving. And uh, we uh, we love his story as well. We love stories and we love guys showing up. We love glue guys like uh, David Bell. And uh, he'll be joining us in this program that once again features Larry David. And one of the things to talk about with Shams, uh, you win some, you lose some. Los Angeles won one and then lost one last night. Um, Let's start with the loss. 
because it's the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> um, and it's LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. And uh, Russ went 4-13. He went 4-13. He went 2-1-1 in the first <laughs> in the first half. Yeah. And, um, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron combined for 67 points and 22 rebounds, and normally that comes up with a dub. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and certainly when Curry, Steph Curry, is going to be shooting 5 of 21 in your house. That killed me. But Curry came up still with the triple-double, his first since 2016. And uh, my Wolverine, Jordan Poole, who University of Houston fans know very well, one of the more famous buzzer beaters in the last decade of uh, March Madness. Oh, yeah. He's the one who jarred that one. Um, and uh, a few years ago, and Jordan Poole with 20 points as Golden State minus Clay Thompson comes up with the dub. And the dubs with the dub in the house where everybody's expecting the Lakers to win a championship. Jack's back. Jack Nicholson was Jack back. Was great to back, see Jack. Bro, my, it was so great to great see Great to see Jack. Jack. We just need people to jack it up and make it in the a, in a rim for the Lakers, certainly from the perimeter, if that's the way LeBron wants to play and, and shoot. And I know the, the, the narrative today from L.A. here is just going to be, I pump the brakes, one game, let's give these guys time to mesh. Well, but that like, should be the narrative. Well, I mean, there's 81 games to yeah, go. Yeah, of course, I mean, come of on. course. Well, let me tell you what. If you think you're going to get anything different than this the rest of the season, you're, you're just you're – just, you're, you're trying to see the world through well, rose-colored glasses. Know. It's not going to happen. I this just, is who Russell Westbrook is, and this is who he's going to be with these teammates. I don't know. I, you were, I, I was watching him run the floor last night and set up and trying to figure out where, where he's going to be in this offense and in this team. And the, the interesting thing is he's going to have to, and we talked about it yesterday on the show with Sam Amick of The Athletic, he's going to have to reconfigure his mindset. I mean, the whole concept of, all right, I'm going to go out, I'm going to give you 25 and 20 and 20. Like, I'm going to do the 20, 20, 20. The, the offense is just not going to run through him. It's right. just He's never going to run through ball, him. He's it? never yeah, going exactly. to run. It's never going to run through him right. here unless LeBron's hurt or Anthony Davis is out and 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 they got to turn to him. Like, that's when... Right. He's going to be potentially most valuable as if these guys get hurt and then they do have to run the offense through him and he can save the day and keep the ship afloat. Unless he can figure out how to be the third man on the totem pole. I don't know how and to I, flip that switch mentally. We're going to have to so see him. That's on Frank Vogel. And- that's on LeBron and that's on Frank Vogel and that's yeah. on Anthony Davis and that's on everybody to figure this thing out. Because last night, they did lead at the half, despite Westbrook having pretty much a, 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 a non-show in the first half on the statue. And um, then they made their usual run to make it a two-point game in the fourth quarter, but the Warriors looked far more cohesive. Oh, my gosh, the number of times that they were just letting four or five guys touch the ball. It was a beautiful thing to watch, mm-hmm. certainly in game one of a regular season. Warriors but you do have to pump be. the brakes, though, man. You, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to you know, keep this energy all season long. It's gonna. It's gonna fail, and it's gonna fail miserably. Meanwhile, the Nets in uh, the. You're laughing over there. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a long season. At some it's point, this season, is going to click. LeBron I think it James, will click. It's like if pro- you're a betting man, and if you were going to. And bet- I told you, I'm betting against the Lakers every game this year, and well, I will come out ahead. Well, because really? I'm one for one. 
Are we counting uh, sneaky good games in within the bet? Sure. Okay. We'll add. So we'll add like one against for the Lakers then. to every sneaky good games the rest of the year. <laughs> Here we go. Your percentage is going to be very low then. Do you want to bet me? Here's no. <laughs> that, what are you saying? That they're not going to have a winning record? That they're not going to make the playoffs? Like what? What is well, your end game here? It is, this it is a deep work. end of the Western Conference pool, it's as we deep. all know. It's deep. Okay, and that, so I'm, I want to know is like when you say that, are you saying the Lakers aren't making the playoffs? Or are they not? They're not going to win the championship. Well, that's. Well, how about I mean, this? <laughs> well, you could what say do you mean? that they're the favorite. You, you could say that about twenty nine other teams. Right. So, the, well, that that's that is. Sorry, Rich. I don't want to hijack the open. Here. No, it's yeah. uh, I, I. And I hate the Lakers, by the way. But it's just like my hatred of them lets me know that whenever I think they're not going to do good, they're probably going to end up winning something just to aggravate me. So, twenty-nine teams won't win it. The Lakers looked pretty out of sync in night number one. Mm-hmm. Certainly, since this is a team that we all know is prideful on the defensive end. That's what Vogel wants to preach. He, and these these teams have been, you know, they've been very stout on the defensive end with Vogel as the coach. Gave up a buck 21. And Steph did not look shoot. not great last night? Your defending champion oh. Milwaukee Bucks. They did. Yes, they did. Everyone is sleeping on them, and they are going to be awesome this year. Well, and I'm already caking a page out of um, – the uh, the world of um, my old self. And I'm going to say I need to see it to believe it one more time. From the Bucks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to I need to see it to believe it one more time for an entire year. And the Nets are shorthanded. And my my sure. prediction about the Nets were later on. We're going to do this later on. We're going to do later on in this program. We're going to predict for the NBA season, the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. who wins it, who makes it, who wins it, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and Most Valuable Player of the NBA season. We'll see who chooses Giannis, and we'll see who chooses the Bucks. So Chris Rich is kind of betting against Giannis again? No, I'm not betting against him. <laughs> I, I need to see it again. I need to see it again. I need to see it one more time again. I need to see that they can weather an entire season storm and then whether I believe a stronger Eastern Conference because somebody's going to take the jab and come back. You think? Yes, I do. I'll give more on that two cents later on in this program. 844-204, Rich is the number dial if you have any thoughts on the subject matter as well. Um, Baker Mayfield's out for Thursday Night Football. Ooh, we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more about that on this program. Um, that he's not going to answer the bell and what that means and what that sets up for the Browns in a very crucial game for both teams on Thursday night, tomorrow night between the Browns at three and three. Once upon a time, uh, a favorite to win the division and the Super Bowl out of the AFC now entering week seven, banged up in 500. And once upon a time, a three and O Broncos team that is, you know, banged up itself needing to come into Cleveland and win a short week road football game to avoid a four-game losing streak. So that's news off the top uh, in the football world. And then let's talk a little bit of baseball, everybody. Two home runs, two eighth-inning home runs last night. Stave off a dreadful hole 
for the teams that got the eighth inning home runs in their favor. Let's start here in Los Angeles. Cody Pellinger, who came up with the base hit in Game 5 against the San Francisco Giants after a brutal season. He goes yard. A three-run jack of a high fastball out of the zone. He tomahawked. I'm sorry to use the phrase, but that's what he did. (laughs) He tomahawked, chopped it right against the Braves into the right field bleacher slash pavilion, and the place went nuts. And, you know, Luke Jackson gave it up, and then Chris Taylor gets on base. And you just knew when Mookie Betts stepped to the plate that that was not going to go your way in like the Atlanta Braves world. Yeah, it just, you know, the momentum was all Dodger blue after it was all Braves. Adam Duvall with a big game. Charlie Morton with five solid. Jock Peterson and his pearls. Young Jock. Still hitting the baseball, you know. And What was that with that necklace? It's uh, something he's been doing all postseason. He has it's been. hilarious. And, you know, as you know, Jocktober is a member of the tribe. It could be his bubbies. That's a good point. Very well could be. <laughs> Chris, I know this, like, upsets you to bring up Mookie Betts, but I was thinking, man, if Boston still had Mookie Betts. Oh, God. Oh, my oh. goodness. Well, it would be like, don't even go down um, that road. Yes, yes and no. It would be, I, look. I'm kind of over it. But, but, yeah. but, but the Red Sox are in a best of three. Yeah, we're in a great spot. To I mean. make the World Series, yeah. which everybody in Boston would have signed for when oh pitchers God. and catchers reported. Jeez, of course, yeah. And on Opening day, Memorial Day, yeah. All Star break, step of the way. Labor a, a, Day, a month ago name was, a day. When it was the Red Sox would have signed yeah. for best of three against the Astros to make the World Series. That's the way you've got to look at it after Jose Altuve hit an eighth inning home run down 2 1. After Bregman hit a home run to start the scoring, and then Bogarts hit a two run shot to make it 2-1, and that's the way it stayed until the eighth inning last night. Nick Pavetta with some nice work uh, starting, and then Greinke just – he was an opener last night for for the Astros. Yeah, it was clear he didn't have it. And – We just got to get competent home plate on No, and and so – It's just like – I mean, come on. So this game was tied entering the ninth. And Nate Evaldi is brought into the game. Once again, a guy who's going to be starting later on, and now let's bring him in in the ninth inning and silo the games. Let's silo them. Let's just make – this is all we need. We need to just get out of this inning. We need to get out of this at bat because the numbers say this and the numbers say that, and he's our best guy for the moment, and it's his throw day anyway. I mean, you heard that about – You heard that about Jose Urias, and you heard that about, you know, hey, let's use Scherzer here to close it out, and we'll deal with it, and then he's got a dead arm. And now, you know, Evaldi's going to have to throw in this best of three, not on the full complement of total rest, although that's his throw day, and now he's thrown in a game. And so let's just silo everything and make sure that we're getting out of an at-bat, getting out of an inning, getting out of a game, getting the out we need. And the one thing that you don't ever take into account is human error. And the human error frequently, as we know, is pitcher doesn't spin the ball in the zone with a nice sharp enough break or hitter just throws his bat at the ball and suddenly a flare, bloop and a blast, and suddenly you're out. 
And then there's, you know, somewhat uh, of a human error in terms of home plate umpiring incompetence. <laughs> Why does baseball put people behind home plate whose season-long body of work does not merit it? Facts. Facts. And Facts. it also it yeah. also crystallizes the concerns of all baseball fans when you see the name of the umpire earning the assignment and we're like, well, that game's going to have to be hold on for your dear life. And then the actual <laughs> umpiring confirms our concerns. Why does baseball want to walk into that trap, into that public relations problem with their fan base? I don't, for the life of me, get it. And last night, Laz Diaz missed 23 strike calls. 23 pitches he missed last night. And granted, it was, uh, it I mean, was both just sides. Not, I mean, it was I mean, both it sides. It was both sides. We're putting it up the graphic right ways. here. We're putting up the graphic right here of Jeff Passan, who I follow, one of the best baseball writers and, and chroniclers out there. You're seeing a bunch of red dots called strikes way outside of the zone. And then you're seeing a small smattering of green dots, which is balls called balls that are on the edges of strike zones. And the one in particular I'll describe to the radio audience is a green dot that has about 20 to 25% of the dot inside the strikes on the lower left hand of part of the dot, left quadrant of the dot, lower left quadrant of that dot on the top right edge of the strike zone was the one and two curveball that Avaldi threw to Castro last night. Ugh. That Diaz called a ball instead of strike three. And that opened the floodgates. Yep. Base hit. And then an RBI, and then six more. See ya. Out. Red Sox fans have every right to be pissed off. And baseball fans, too. It's not acceptable. And now we're going to be hearing today, like, we should have robots as umpires and strike zones. And let's let's use the, uh, the electrical strike zone, the electric eye or whatever. Like, that's not going to have errors either. But what they would, what it would have, is probably fewer than twenty-three missed pitches. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> Honestly, so think bad. about it. Think about it. Think about it. Five times, ten times is okay. You're a human being. You missed it. Some of those sometimes too, as you know, catcher sets out uh, up here to the left, and the ball is an actual strike on the right. But the catcher had to move the glove, and it kind of fools the umpire because he's a human being. But 23 of them? Come on. Especially since these games are taking forever. Forever. And by the way, the four and forever is spelled F-O-U-R because that's how many hours it's taking. And you're going to invest all this time as a fan and then see that and you're going to be like, oh, well, I guess a human being. No, you're going to be like, what's he doing back there? Certainly if you do the research and see that it's a problem. I, I don't know what the answer is other than the fact is I'm not going to be for robots umpiring. No, me neither. Ever, Rich, but ever, and to, to, ever. And to your point, last night was a great day for baseball. And an unbelievable comeback by the Dodgers. Same for the Astros to keep their series alive. Like If both those teams lose those games, for all intents and purposes, their series are over. And they kept it alive, and now we're going to get more baseball. But all we're talking about today is umpiring. 
I I just it sucks. I, again, I I I know in 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 the NFL and I think the NBA as well is that they compile their stats just like everybody else. And if your stats, if you miss too many pitches, you're out. You're not going to be in the LCS. You're not going to be in the World Series. I don't know what he was doing back there. Just look at this guy's stats for this year. But to use a phrase of a, a friend of uh, our, our third hour guest, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't expect anyone to feel bad. The Sox blew so many chances. They, had, they left oh eight runners on base, 0 for 8, runners in scoring position, and innings yeah. two through. Like, they didn't deserve to win last night. Lots but to come on. talk about today. Lots to talk about. <laughs> you, that's a shame to me. Oh. Yes, I did. I did. I, I, I did. I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> LD likes it. I respect that. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break because uh, let's just let's just understand what what's coming for the Cleveland Browns and their fans. And it's it's the setup. The setup is happening. You're seeing. I'm already seeing our, our competition setting people up right now. About the, the setup well, that's, that's coming. A, that's it's the setup that's coming. It's the setup that's coming. It's the setup is coming. Baker's out. Let's see Case Keenum. What can he do? And if Case Keenum wins this game, I'll tell you what. That's coming up. I want to save my powder because I want to. I don't want to be any later for Michael Smith, brother from another's Michael Smith. Let's see if he's as down in the Lakers as you are, Christopher. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. 
Uh, busy day today. Again, um, all three hours uh, of this show taking you to Brother from Another. Uh, I will be on that show as soon as I'm done here. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a, a true home and home today uh, on this program. Um, so Larry David in studio, hour number three. Then I will be on Brother from Another on NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, with Michael Holly and our next guest, Michael Smith, back here in the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Michael? Yo, you got Larry David in the studio? Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. Yeah, that's dope. You want to come over, Mike? <laughs> tell him I say what's up. <laughs> I will do that. I mean, he doesn't know who the hell I am, but tell him I say what's up. Hey, hey man, look, Larry is a diehard sports fan and a sports viewer, and he's out there. He's got some ideas on what he wants to do for the NFL, and he thinks he can be an offensive and defensive coordinator in the NFL. And I, I believe him. He's got a sharp I don't line. know if he'd be effective. I'd just like to hear him call plays. I would love it, too. I would absolutely love it, too. Well, he Somebody did. come to the sideline. Hey, Coach, what'd you think? Yeah, he what'd did come guy? up with years ago when <laughs> prior to this show's birth. Um, we, You know, I had my podcast on NFL Network um, on the TV side. Brockman was the editor of that show and um, producing in the studio. Um, at any rate. Uh, Larry came on and he came up with the idea of a double flick. So a flea flicker, but instead of the running back flicking it back to the quarterback, the quarterback then flicks it to another person, a second, a double flick, and then that person throws it down the field. <laughs> so that's the idea of the type of play calling that he would do. Dude, genius. I, I'd rather, I don't want him to just be a play call. I want to be the commissioner. I want to hear him. Well, he's got some ideas. Oh, well, this would be great. Again, that's hour three, and then once that's over, I'll be calling into your, or zooming into your show yeah. uh, with uh, Michael Holly. Um, are you? Um, how 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 many alarms is the fire for the Lakers after that first loss for you? What do you got for me? Uh, I mean, <laughs> two. Okay, maybe. Okay. I mean, they they play in a long game. They're long in the tooth, and they're playing a long game. I mean, you know, what do they have? Three holdovers from last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I didn't expect them to come out. And the Warriors are good. They were they were good last year. They struggled to score uh, when they needed to, but they're deep and they're good. And they're going to get better. Um, so I wasn't shocked by last night. I mean, Westbrook. I mean, you know, playing down to expectations. I guess you know that was. Very Russell Westbrook-like in terms on his worst night, and for it to be opening night, it certainly lends to quite a bit of panic in you know, or, or or confirmation bias. If you already were skeptical about how this team would gel and how these pieces would fit, certainly last night, you know, small sample size, you're looking pretty smart right now. But in the long run, I think they figure it out. And on the bright side, the bottom line is Anthony Davis looked great. LeBron James looked like LeBron James in year 19, like he's aging backwards. And so if those two guys are healthy at the end, they're going to be playing deep into the season. And I think they'll figure out rotations and chemistry and, and fit and all that kind of stuff as the season goes on. They, they may not be a dominant regular season team, but I think they'll be really good come playoff time. So, uh, you know, as long as they avoid the, uh, the play-in game, then, um, you know, although I'm sure the NBA would once again – sign for last night's matchup being the play-in game <laughs> matchup again just mm-hmm. like last year um but that was all injury related as well so they how do you against the against the Suns last year well i mean we forget yeah no no oh, I, I mean, no i know that it, the lakers had to beat the warriors first right to were the warriors uh, no, absolutely right right but so. I, I guess i'm just saying like it's for all their flaws last year yeah. For all their difficulties last year, all their struggles last year, they were up against the Suns before Anthony Davis got hurt. So I'm not saying it's just it could be a two-man show and they beat anybody with just those two healthy. But if those two are healthy, 
I mean, you know, it's going to take a lot to beat them, even if they are flawed around them. Well, then what, how, how do you see the chemistry working with, um, with Russ? I mean, how, how do you see him working in to this two-man game? What do you think? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily know. Chemistry is a broad term. I don't necessarily know what the the issue with Russ is chemistry. I mean, Russ has led the league in assists several times. He's a willing passer. Russ is Russ's flaws are not going to change. He's not going to all of a sudden become a good outside shooter. I think he was one of seven outside the paint. That's about right. Like they didn't get him for his shooting. They got him to handle the ball when LeBron's on the bench or take some other playmaker responsibility off of LeBron. Um, if they share in the floor. I don't think they should share the floor that much. Um, but Russ is not going to all of a sudden become a great shooter. Um, the issue with this team more than anything is probably going to be defense. And we saw it last night. But the Warriors, they do that to people, man. I mean, I don't know if this is so much of an indictment of the Lakers and their shortcomings last night as much as it was a reminder of how well the Warriors play basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they move the ball with the best of them. I mean, Steph Curry called the triple-double trash. Yes, he did. I mean, they're, they're a damn good team, and, and the Lakers are going to lose to a lot of teams this year, but when they get into in the playoff mode, and if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy and Russ is more efficient than he was last night and can minimize the turnovers, and Carmelo Anthony gives you a spark off the bench and so on and so forth, if they can defend, that's going to be the big thing is can they defend. If they can defend, I still like them come playoff time. I, I, I have the Nets, you know, Sorry. I have the Nets beating the uh, Lakers in the finals, and that, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't change for me after one night, even though both of those teams uh, emerged from last night with a lot of questions. Michael Smith, the brother from another, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We're going to give our NBA finals predictions and MVPs and so forth later on on the show. Uh, I am now making you Daryl Morey. Congratulations. You're now Daryl no. Morey. Yeah, yeah, just for the moment. What? Who have I beaten up? Who have I beaten up consistently? <laughs> Every time I've come on and talked with y'all, about this, I know. So then, one so then, object of my ire. So then, it's a self-flagellating conversation we're about to have here. So, what do what do you do if you're Daryl now? What how 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 do you handle this now? Okay, if I'm Daryl Morey, right now, how do I handle this? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, I'm Daryl Morey. I'm not Michael Smith, because Michael Smith told Daryl Morey Get him to out. trade Ben Simmons a long time ago. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but if I'm Daryl Morey, yeah. I'm not reversing course because that's not what I do. If I'm Daryl Morey, Ben Simmons is nothing but an asset. These players are nothing but expendable assets with the exception of Joel Embiid. And I'm always looking to upgrade. And so since I am not looking at this from a human perspective, I'm simply looking at this on a spreadsheet, um, I – I'm not reversing course. I'm going to continue to let Ben Simmons dig his own proverbial grave, and I'll wait and see how the season plays out. And if another team wants to come closer to meeting my asking price, then and only then will I trade Ben Simmons. In the meantime, I will continue to happily collect fine money from Ben Simmons until he figures out that I have all the leverage here and that he's not going anywhere until I say he's going uh, somewhere. And in the meantime, Doc Rivers, your job is to coach the guys that are there. You're right, Joel Embiid. Your job is not to babysit Ben Simmons. You guys do your job. I'll do my job. And less than until Ben Simmons is ready and willing to do his job, we'll just keep finding him and suspending him accordingly. All right. Now, congratulations uh, because you did so well there, uh, even though you didn't want to do that. you're now Rich Paul. Congratulations. Wow. Um, I'm happy. I'm with Adele, so I'm. Uh, 
Well, outside of I that. that out. I was today years old when I found out that Rich Paul is with Adele. That's yeah. true, right? Oh, yeah. Very true. Yeah, I mean. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that breakup is going to make a hell of an album for her one day. That dude is winning at life. I know. So so let me ask you this. Um, outside of trying to get Ben Simmons to the Lakers, uh, what do you do now? Uh, what do you do if you're Rich Paul to handle this situation? How do you handle this? I think you tell, it's like, look, Ben, listen, man, it's time for us to have a hard conversation. And it's time for you to know thyself. I believe that was Socrates. You have to know thyself. And you are not this guy. This is not you, Ben. And by this is not you, I don't mean it's beneath you to throw a temper tantrum. I mean, you're not that good. I love you. I know what you are, and I know what you aren't. And you're not James Harden, as in you can go and, and you know, disrupt practice or throw basketballs at people or this, that, and the other. You can go do that, and there's still a team ready, willing, and able to give up the farm to get you the way the Nets were to rescue James Harden from Houston last year. Part of the reason is that the Sixers aren't looking for draft picks in return. A trade is too complicated at this point. You're not Jimmy Butler, Okay. You're not going to show up in practice and say, give me all the backups and beat the starters and prove just how valuable you are, okay? You are not helping yourself right now. The rest of the league knows that you're flawed, and now you're showing yourself to be fragile. So as your agent, I'm telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, and what you need to do instead of showing out is to ball out. Put it behind you. Show up. Y'all ain't got to be friends. Y'all ain't got to be partners. Y'all ain't got to be brothers. But what y'all got to do is work together to rehabilitate your image. All those shots you were making and pick up in the summer, I need you to make some of those in the game. Because right now, your trade value is not increasing. You're doing nothing to get moved right now by getting thrown out of practice. The only way, yes, we're talking about practice. The only way you're going to be able to get traded is if you show up and play and be a professional. I know you don't like them. But that's the real. And you don't pay me to lie to you. You pay me to tell you the real. Well done. Round of applause right there. Uh, And last role play for you, Michael Smith. Congratulations. You're now Kendall Jenner. Uh, No, I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, no, but uh, I I just don't know how. I I think the Maury's more real, right? Um, Although you have to think Rich Paul has to be saying that to him, too. So... I don't know what the way out of this is. He's truly, because if he shows up and practices normally, right, Thursday, they're going to dress him, right? They're yeah. going to dress him Friday night in Philadelphia. And because that's what they want. They want him to get a taste of the competition and a taste of, you know, whatever medicine might be had and for him to then wake up the next day and realize the world is still spinning. And he's still Ben Simmons with an incredible upside with a monster four-year contract that makes him generationally wealthy. Mm-hmm. And then they just get to the next news cycle without him getting kicked out of practice. And then suddenly they can start telling other GMs, yeah, well, forget about all that nightmare that we just went through. He won't do that to you. How about a uh, full dollar on the dollar instead of cents? Like, uh, right? Isn't that the best case scenario for everybody involved? Right no, actually, okay. no, actually, I think the best case scenario mm-hmm. is the description that Doc Rivers has given the situation. At every turn this offseason, on your show and in press conferences all over the place, mm-hmm. Doc has talked about how this happens all the time in sports. You know, there's disagreements, it's all the time, people move on and get past it, right? 
again, absent. Nope. Look, we're, Michael, we're, we're, you're breaking up. I don't know if you're on some sort of, uh, I don't know. Put him, put him on hold for a second. I've never had what sounds like a landline disintegrate quite like that. Mike, you want to? You want to? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it was he was moving around. Okay, you want to try it one more time? You there, Michael? Well, you know his phone's kind of crapping out right there. Oh no! I can't, as you know, I can't have this. And it's not that <laughs> the phone goes down; it's just at the end of the conversation, it's and you know how I am. Yeah. I'm like the yeah. Mariano Rivera of interviewing. I need closure. Maybe this is something we should ask Larry. Yes. Later oh, on, well, like whose responsibility oh, is it to call back? It's a good one. For closure yeah, on the phone, again? right? Just try him again. Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, very good. Hey. You started you said you were going through like Doc was saying and all of that stuff. That's what and then we lost. That was you all fault, dog. My phone ain't bootleg like that. That was something y'all. All right, we'll take we'll take the hit. So No, but first of all, you were saying Doc. Wait, but sidebar. No, I'm just kidding, but sidebar. Yeah. Like I think I'm one of the last people to actually have a landline in my house. Like every time I say I have a landline, people are like, "Really?" Like, By the way, you're not wrong, and not, not only that, your voice is excellent, and it sounds great on the landline. And um, and I appreciate landlines. And then all of a sudden, when they go out, it just it's it's it just it's a gut punch to me personally. Oh, I, Certainly oh. at the end, because because I I need closure. I would literally would have called you back 15 times just to say goodbye. Like well, that's the I way I am. I appreciate that. Yes. I to- and I totally respect and I relate to that because I can't tell you how many times stuff happens on, on our show and it just drops off and Boom. it pisses me off it's the rest terrible. of the show. But I'll make my answer quick. The best case scenario yes. is for, I think the Sixers are being sincere. No matter what they may have said after game seven or didn't say the entire off season, I think the Sixers are being sincere that they know that they are a better team. They were the number one seed last year in the regular season. They are a better team with Ben Simmons, especially absent a dream trade that Daryl Morey thinks will make this team better, a la Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard, who's already on record as saying, I ain't leaving Philly, okay? So the Sixers are better if Ben Simmons shows up and plays. Ben Simmons needs to be careful what he wishes for because I don't know who's telling him that the organization has held him back to this point, as reported in the Athletic, instead of vice versa. He needs to be careful what he wishes for, okay? Because if he ends up in NBA Siberia, then all those all-defensive team selections and all-star selections go out the window, okay? He benefits by being with Joel and B, contrary to what he may believe or is being told. Lastly, and listen, I'm not from Philly. I've been to Philly a few times. I love Philly, love their fan base, love their passion, love their knowledge. They're going to root for the laundry. And Ben Simmons, as much as he may feel like he's been ostracized and can never return to Philadelphia, they may boo him the first couple of times. But it'll get old after a while. And those fans are sophisticated enough to realize that it doesn't help their team to make life difficult for one of their key players. And those fans will also follow Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, who are all willing to move on. So if they move on, the fans will move on, and it won't be that bad for that long for Ben Simmons until playoff time if he clams up again. But in the meantime, it can work. It can be fine. So the best-case scenario for me, in my mind, for all parties involved, is to turn the page on last year and try to make this work. As I said ad nauseum, if, if Daryl Morey thinks so highly of Ben Simmons as to attach an astronomical price tag to him, then why are you trying to move him in the first place? You know, and, and for Ben Simmons, I don't think the grass is green on the other side. Basically, ask Marvin Bagley how he's like in Sacramento. It's basically what you Free said. Marvin Bagley. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ask, get him on the phone with his agent and see, exactly. you know, like, um, 
Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. Great landline, brother. Seriously. Um, now I got to go see if I need a new cordless phone. What am I talking to you about later? What do you want to? What, what What should I plan for later on when I'm coming um, on your show? Well, <laughs> you haven't had your rundown meeting yet. Is that what you're saying? You I haven't? Mean, no, I mean the rundown meeting is is me. Okay. Uh, it's 12:41. <laughs> we got a couple more hours. Um, definitely want to talk to you about this NFL season. Sure. You being the all things NFL guy that you okay. are. Sure. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday. Sure. Whether or not, and give this some thought, or maybe you've already given it thought, knowing you. Uh, whether or not you believe that this season mm-hmm. is off to the best start in recent memory, given all the overtime games, yes. given all the games coming down to the final minute, especially prime time, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, look ahead to tomorrow night's game with you. Okay. Um, Sounds good. You know, and maybe uh, we'll, we'll keep talking about the NBA season. I'm, I, I got a little bone to pick as I let y'all go, though. I'll let mm-hmm. y'all let me go more precisely. Yes. The rule is you're supposed to give finals predictions and MVP predictions like before the season starts. It's kind of cheating. Nah, not really. I mean, you know, um, it's not like somebody got off the Lakers just because they lost last night. Oh, wait a minute. Let me check my email. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, so. or, or like how do you not have Giannis at the front of the MVP conversation? Like remember, remember uh, all the Giannis fatigue? Like, oh, yeah, he can't win another MVP. Like. No, look, it's just something like that. No, there was so much going on yesterday. Blame Ben Simmons and his sweatpants that 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 knocked our preview of the NBA out of our rundown yesterday. Yeah, do you see him in his sweatpants? He was not was well. I mean, Sham Sharani is coming on later on. We'll talk to him about it. We'll talk. So, okay. hey, uh, and then so bring that knowledge to I will. the show later because we're going to talk will. about that. We're going to talk about the Nets. We're gonna, we're gonna, man, we just see where it goes. And then maybe we'll get some Michigan trolling in. You know, Wonderful. I look forward Michigan to that. State. I'll see you later uh, with Michael Michael Smith. Thanks for the call. You take care. Appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. Michael Smith, Michael Holly, brother from another. I'll be joining him later. Uh, we're going to be getting our phone calls on. We got phone calls to get to. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Our Gorilla Glue most... Uh, Toughest player on planet Earth award for the week is going to be handed out next hour. Shams Tarania, who's had an entire article about Ben Simmons and what's going on at practices and what the next steps for the Sixers might be. He's joining us in hour number two. When we come back, we will drop a call like Laz Diaz. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Sideline Mike in Atlanta. Let's talk Braves oh, yeah. and Dodgers with one of our favorites. How are you, Sideline Mike? Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going Mike, on, Mike? Hey, Mike. No, hey uh, like I said, after repeatedly punching Kentucky in the face <laughs> last week and holding Mister Rodriguez, who is leading the SEC in rushing to seven measly yards on seven carries. I was fully prepared for my Mark Wallace Dim Larry's moment last night. I was laying in my bed with my lovely wife, and I said, baby, you don't get this pitch high enough, this is going to be in the right field seat. I didn't even get the center out my mouth, okay? Hit the hit ball goes sailing into the seat. It was sideline Mike. That was sideline Mike. We were just talking. We were just talking about how you know having the box that rectangle, the strike zone rectangle on the screen is is what sends a lot of us crazy because you know you could see it's outside of the box and it's called a ball yeah. and you go crazy or it's out right in the box and it's called a ball. We're going crazy if it's a strike. I mean, and 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 that ball that was thrown to um, to Bellinger was. I had to look several inches above the strike zone. I mean, he just got up there and got it. You saw Travis Darno standing up saying, higher, man, higher, and it didn't get there. But at least we ain't got Angel Hernandez. At least we don't have that guy, okay? We don't have Angel out here. He was only only in another playoff series. You you know, but, brother, all I'll tell you is this, man. When they when 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 the, when, the, when Bellinger hit the ball, I didn't I didn't even feel bad. I didn't even feel bad. I'm like, you know what? Our manager Brian Snicker always talks about how resilient this bunch is, how they can flush a game. And see here in Atlanta, everybody now thinks the series is over. I'm like, you won two games at home. All you got to do is win one out here. The Braves are probably gonna win today. But look here, brother, that's the plight of being an Atlanta fan. And that's why we drink so much brown water down here. <laughs> you guys have a great rest Sideline Mike, everybody. Sideline Mike. Indeed. Brown water. Who are the Braves going to start today? That's still undecided? Uh, yes. They haven't announced it yet? Still undecided. It's Urias today. Boy, what I if know. he's got dead arm? Chris Sale goes tonight. I, I mean, I don't want to overreact, okay? But I'm going to. This is the most important start of Chris Sale's life. How's that? An overreaction. Without question. Most important start of his entire... He's probably been playing baseball since he was five years old. This is the biggest start of his life. You know what we say about game fives around here. His whole legacy is on the line. You know what we're talking about. Throw 2018 out the window. Rich. Game five. It's all on the line. Game fives are either pivotal or decisive. Yeah. This is it. It, it had, Had the Red Sox held on last night, 
he'd have been in a decisive game five. Instead, it. it's now a pivotal game five. Game you know, series pivots. That's why we call it pivotal. Either the Astros go home with a chance to wrap it up in front of their home folks, or the Red Sox go to Houston with a chance to go like Costanza right at those Houston people. You know? This is it. So there you have it. Everything. I know. And, and it's sales up, time. And to back up Sideline Mike's point, yesterday, at mm. this time yesterday, yeah. the Braves were the favorite to win the World Series, 2-1. to one. Right. Today, yes. 24 hours later, yes. the Dodgers are the favorite. But they're ah. not even up in the series. <laughs> Wait, what are we it doesn't matter. What is happening? What's going on? It doesn't matter. I don't understand your gambling world, sir. Car flags. <laughs> Car flags go up. Justin in Atlanta, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Justin? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? What's going on? Um... I have uh, two things I want to cover. Uh, one is going to help um, our good friend, uh, Chris Brockman. Okay. okay. And another may hurt our friend, Chris Brockman. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, I, have, I have an idea for fixing the Major League uh, Baseball uh, umpire um, debacle that has happened um, during uh, this last series. Now, I don't know if you know uh, – Rob Manfred, um, but this is some advice that, you know, I would like to wet my beak on a little bit. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? Um, in football, because I played football, um, the new technology, they have, um, like, GPS um, chips that they can put in, uh, like, your mouthpiece, the helmet, yeah, the track, the track. Yeah. shoulder pads. Right. You can do that for Major League Baseball. You can have chips placed in the home plate, and then you can have the umpires with a VR, um, like a shield, like a VR um, Mm -hmm. visor, um, that they can actually see in real time, according to, you know, with the box that's on the side, they can actually see if it's in the strike zone. So their VR, I'm sorry, I I don't mean to just jump in here, but we're we're up against the end of our hour. So the VR would light up inside and would be red, and that tells the umpire to call strike? like a see-through VR lens, very similar to when I think iPhone had a uh, like glasses that you can actually see the internet and you can you can do it in real time, but you can actually still see forward. They, they have the technology now where you can have a clear VR lens where you can actually see, mm-hmm. but they can program it to where it'll either light up green or red if the ball is not in the strike zone. All they have to do is put the the GPS balls under the home plate, oh, gosh. and then it, you can take you can take the yeah. guesswork out of it. Uh, thanks for the call. Or you could get more competent human beings behind home plate. <laughs> I mean, there, there's that too. I mean, I just no, and, and I understand the technology's there. Could you imagine an umpire? I've spent 50, forty years doing this thing. Joe West is gonna is gonna see that thing light up green, but he oh. thinks it's a ball. He he thinks it's a, it's a strike. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then we'll find out later. Well, his visor lit up red. Maybe that's why he's retiring, because he knows that the visors are coming. Oh, my gosh. Gorilla Glue, toughest player on planet Earth, from Purdue, David Bell, and Sham Sharani on What's Up with Ben Simmons.